Let's pray. Oh Lord, we thank you for your word to us. We thank you that you are our lighthouse. We thank you that we can look to you and uh, rejoice and give you thanks as we read this word, as we see this psalm. Lord, teach us your ways, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, so over these, as I mentioned, over these current weeks, we are looking at a number of uh, different psalms. Uh, the psalms being the Bible's songbook, the original hymns of the people of God. I give thanks for my wife. And... Ah, thank you. And, and when we think about the psalms, we've got to realise that these aren't dry and dusty chants. I don't know if you know, you know some of the history of God's people when it comes to singing. There's a, but the, in, the, in decades and centuries past, there was a group of people that said, we could only intone the psalms. Everything else is frivolous. Uh, but the Psalms aren't meant to be that. They're not dry and dusty. This was the music of the rhythm of the lives of God's people. These are the songs they would hum as they walked to work. These were the songs they would sing together as they took a long journey. These are the songs they would sing in comfort over their children as they sang to them during a stormy night. Like all songs, they teach, they inspire, they move, they remind us. Sometimes they are anthemically defiant. Sometimes they are wails of contrition and sorrow. And today we recognise that they are sometimes songs of thanksgiving. And I suppose, therefore, in some respects, Psalm 136, give thanks to the Lord he is good. His love endures forever. It's, uh, it seems to be a lighter sort of theme. We give thanks for good things, for children, as we have today. Blessings, joy, life, brightness. The other day I was sitting in my garden and the sun was out and there was an infant girl playing in a, in a paddling pool making a laugh that goes, <coughs> how's it going? Like it's, <laughs> that's how she laughs, it's, it's really cute. And the wildflowers had bloomed in my uh, no mow may area and the veggies were growing and there was laughter and warmth and blue skies and while life wasn't perfect, I caught a glimpse of contentment and I imagined myself singing a song of thanksgiving that might go a bit like this. <clears throat> I see trees of green, red roses too, I see them in bloom for me and you, and I think to myself, pause, hold it, what a wonderful world, yeah, yeah, I see skies of blue and <laughs> clouds of white. The bright blessed day and this dark sacred night, and I think to myself, go on, go on, go. What a wonderful yeah. And why not? Hey, after all, it's good to give thanks for all the good things in my life and our life. They are a grace, this garden to enjoy. It's not a right, it's a privilege, not an entitlement. And if I have a good life, then it's better, it is not, is it not, to give thanks for it 
not to pat myself on the back because I did it my way. It's like, um, but to give thanks for these gifts from God. Or perhaps we might consider it by thinking of what would be the opposite of a thankful person. Someone who could sit in a beautiful garden on a beautiful day and find something wrong in the way. The weeds are still there. A grouch, someone who can find the cloud in every silver lining. An eeyore, guaranteed to pop the balloon of blessedness. Surely it's good to count our blessings. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Surely it's good to express our contentment. And why not put it into song? A song of thanksgiving for all that is good. But... Is that really what this psalm is teaching us about thanksgiving? Is that really what this psalm is teaching us about life? Is that really what thankfulness means in the spirituality that our Lord and Saviour lived out and has led us into? We need to be careful. Because thanksgiving, in its truest sense, can't be reduced to some sort of hashtag blessed when it comes to the Instagram of life. Lovely flowers in my garden, hashtag blessed. Sun is out, hashtag blessed. OMG, look at the wonderful holiday I'm on, hashtag blessed. Wow, just got a new car, hashtag God is good. I get that we have this impulse and we should have an impulse to give thanks for the good things in life. Let us not be the grump, let us not be the entitled one, but let us also be careful. Because if blessedness is the same as having a nice holiday, a new car, an easy life, if blessedness equates with all things going well, if that's the only context in which we give thanks, then what does it mean when I can't afford a holiday? What does it mean when my car just failed its MOT and I can't afford to replace it when I've got to get to work? What does it mean to be thankful when I've just been diagnosed with something nasty or when my child is hurting and I can't fix it? Hashtag blessed? Thanks a lot, God. What does thankfulness mean then in the real parts of world? You see, when it comes to the posture of thanksgiving, it's not just, it does include the contentment and the joy, but it's not just that. It takes us deeper. And the deeper thing that the Psalms like this Psalm draw us into has to be something else then, gee, I'm having a good day or a great moment. So consider how people like St. Paul expressed this spirituality. He gave thanks. And in 1 Thessalonians 5, he says this, Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And to the Colossians, he writes this, Let the peace of Christ 
rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Give thanks in all circumstances, whatever you do, whether it be resting beside still waters or walking through the valley of the shadow of death, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God. How does that work? How on earth do you do that? And I think this is what the psalm teaches us. And I think it's this. When it comes to being thankful, we know that the object of our thanksgiving is God. We give thanks to him. Give thanks to the Lord. For his love endures, for he is good. His love endures forever. We give thanks to God. We get that bit. Hashtag blessed. But when it comes to thanksgiving, here's the key. The subject of our thanksgiving is also him. Give thanks to the Lord. Why? For he is good. Not give thanks to the Lord for it's a sunny day, but give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God who is above all gods. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord who is above all lords, Lord of lords. His love endures forever. Endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, his love endures forever. Who by his understanding made the heavens, his love endures forever. The one who spread out the earth, made the great lights, the sun to govern the day, the moon and the stars to govern the night, the one who made the universe. Give thanks to him. Why? Because that's who he is and his love endures forever. Who am I giving thanks to? God. What am I giving thanks to God for? God. Not my circumstances, but for him in them. Not my contentment, but for him. His love endures forever. My contentment does not. Thanks be to God that his truth, his reality, his love does not depend on my circumstances it does not depend on my holiness. It does not depend on my prosperity or even my flourishing. They do not endure in this age, but his love endures from now into eternity. And so the psalm reminds us that that is at the heart of our thanksgiving. Remember the Lord and give thanks. Remember him. Remember what he did. Remember how he has been with us. Remember the times when he brought victory. Remember the times when we thought we were lost, but he found us, saved, but he rescued us, lost, and he was our lighthouse. And so this psalm retells the story. After the reading we had before, which ended at verse 9, you get verse 10. Give thanks to him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt. His love endures forever. What's that about? 
Give thanks to the Lord who brought us through that night of Passover. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord who brought Israel out from slaves among the oppressors. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord who has a mighty hand and an outstretched arm who acted with might and rescued us. His love endures forever. And it goes on to talk about the Red Sea being opened up and Israel being brought through and Pharaoh and his armies were swept away. It tells of how God struck down great kings and killed mighty ones and it even names them. Give thanks to the Lord because Sihon of the Amorites and Og, king of Bashan, is dead. His love endures forever. And it tells of how he brought them into the promised land and all of it because his love endures forever. And so verse 23, he remembered us when we were lost and in our low estate. His love endures forever and he freed us from our enemies. That's who Og was. His love endures forever. He gives food to every creature. His love endures forever. That's who he is for us. Now bring it back big. Give thanks to the God of heaven because his love endures forever. Thanksgiving, the spirituality of thanksgiving is that God is not just the object of our thanks but the subject of it as well. Here is a psalm of thanksgiving and its purpose isn't to lift us into false Christian smiles. Hashtag blessed. Its purpose is to center us, to focus us on God himself. Which for me has its greatest application when life is not hashtag blessed. I need this psalm when life is hard. And I tell you, and my family will bear witness, that I'm terrible at learning the lesson of this psalm. I am the one who will call up in a fetal position and say, God has left me. And my family will say, but his love endures forever. Remember? When life is awash in fear and pain and I feel abandoned, then remind me, song, his love endures forever. It's like that time when the couple was walking to Emmaus after the crucifixion of the Lord, and they were depressed, and they were despondent as they trudged. We thought he was the Messiah, and now he's dead. And they're incredulous as the Lord walked with them and didn't know what had going on. And he talked with them, Jesus did, and he opened up the scriptures, and it was only after their eyes were opened later that day that they said, don't you remember that our hearts were burning within us as he walked alongside in their grief, they could not see the Lord, even though he was walking with them. In their grief, they could not recognize that their hearts were actually starting to come alive, even as he spoke, until they knew and remembered his love endures forever. In the moment, they couldn't see it, but his love endures forever, for he was with them. I may have shared the story here a few years ago, soon after we moved from Australia to England, we had something of a crisis. We had come to England with the hope of flourishing and of being hashtag blessed. 
and we had hit the hard parts of church life and we had hit them hard. The kids were struggling with the cultural collision and the trauma of the English school life and the trauma of church pretense. And to top it all off, I had one of those moments of confusion between two different tax systems and it looked like I had made a mistake and was facing a big bill and I ended up curled up on the couch, totally numb, hashtag blessed. I had confided in an old friend and asked, when does the grace kick in, Lord? And his response to me was, it has. The story of God's love is not of a stormless life. It's of his presence in the storm. It's of him taking his people through the wilderness, through the valley of the shadow of death, through the Red Sea, just like the song says, of leading them on the way, of carrying our cross, of sharing in the sufferings, of dying to self and living for life. So could I say it in the midst of of the trauma and of the regret in the midst of my extrapolating fears that went from that moment all the way to bankruptcy and homelessness because I'm a worry what <coughs> can I say in that moment his love endures forever if the worst had happened and we were left with nothing would that bring his love to an end would he withhold his care his embrace his delight from me no because his love endures forever. I remembered in my prayers at that time, likening my days to a stumbling through a dark cave with the ground giving way under my feet. And the solace I found was in hearing of the voice of the Lord saying something like this, it's okay, we've gone through this darkness before. I'm still here. My love endures forever. So give thanks in all circumstances, as Paul says. Give thanks. Remember, psalms of thanksgiving are here to focus us, to centre us. I said earlier that in our house, before each meal, we hold hands and each of us, in turn, thanks the Lord for something in the day. And sometimes that's an easy thing to do. Hashtag blessed. Thank you, Lord, for the sun and the flowers. But sometimes one of us or many of us actually struggle. It's quite often me. At the end of the day, we find ourselves numb and impossible to feel anything, let alone feeling contentment. And in those moments, we've learned to encourage one another to thank God, not for what's been easy, but for what's been hard. We thank God for the reality of the day in which he has been with us. It's not just on the sunny days that his love abounds. Rather, his love endures forever. So family, church family and friends, let's give thanks. Let us be thanksgiving people. Let us be Eucharistic people. The Greek word Eucharist, Eucharistio, from which we get Eucharist, simply means thanksgiving. We thank the Lord for his saving works. We celebrate eucharistically the deepest reality of God's love for us, which means thanksgiving calls us to be real people in every moment, in every circumstances, in the reality of where we are now. His love endures forever. 
It's there in the real world that his love abounds. When we look at a young lad and dedicate his life to God, his love endures forever. When we struggle with the plod of each day, his love endures forever. When one of our brothers or sisters is profoundly unwell, his love endures forever. When people like us or when they turn their back, his love endures forever. In companionship and in loneliness, his love endures forever. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for you. Your love endures through death itself unto eternal life. And that is our song in all circumstances.